Um, I'll try to make it a little longer than the 15 minutes that I can spend talking over there at the nursing home. Of course, if I see you falling asleep like they do within 15 minutes, I will call you out because none of you in here is that old. So, but most, some of them are asleep about the time the singing starts. So, um, ain't that right, JJ? <laughs> but amen. It's good to be here. Good to have this opportunity, like I said. Um, like it's talking about the, the, we're talking about this money increasing in health. And, you know, last week, talked more about emotional healing and things like that. And it's mainly, you know, every, there's a lot went on last week. I mean, you know, families having to deal with, with loss of loved ones and different things like that. And, um, you know, now we're going to take up this offering for this Jones family, Scotty Jones family, that they're having to deal with the loss of loved one. I think Gabby told me he had a staph infection or something is what finally got him. Is that what you said this morning, Gabby? Okay. But anyway, he's a young man, and, and, he, and he lost his life to a disease. And, you know, we're, we're up here preaching about healing and health, and, you know, people around us are dying, but we always got to remember, and we said this before, I may have said it last Sunday, this is the shortest time we'll live anywhere. I mean, this body, it's, it says that it will die and decay one day, whether we're 30 or whether we're 100. It, it, it's still, in, in relative to what we're going to spend eternity with, either heaven or hell, and I pray that everyone in here is heaven, then it's just a short time. So we've got to make, we've got to make right and got to do what we're told to do during this short time. But open your Bible to Mark chapter 1. I've never never been asked, you know, just to preach on one subject. It's always, you know, we'll go start studying and open the Word, and, and this will come out and do a message on this. So this past couple of weeks have been not a struggle. It's just, it's just different. Let's put it that way. It's a good difference. But in Mark chapter 1, we're going to start at verse 29. But this book of Mark in chapter 1 Reading it, there's a lot going on in these first 28 verses. There's a lot that's happened. It, it's like a Sports Center highlight. If you watch Sports Center a lot and you see the different highlights, they'll go from football to basketball to hockey to baseball or whatever, all in about a five minute span. Well, it looks like this is about five minutes, but it's over several weeks. We know there was 40 days in there that he spent in the wilderness. It talks about that in one verse. It, the first of it talks about, you know, Jesus being baptized and then. Um, and then John just being put in prison, and right after that, and, and so and then he come and, and he recruited Peter, James, and John, and his brother Andrew as his disciples. And so they're in the synagogue, like on a Sunday morning, it's Sabbath, it's Saturday, and they just stood at the synagogue, and Jesus just cast out the, uh, the devil, the demon of the man in the synagogue. And so they go to, to Simon Peter's house, or his mother-in-law's house, and they come in, and, and it says, And forthwith, or immediately, when, when they were come out of the synagogue and entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John, but Simon's wife's mother lay sick of the fever, and Anon, or immediately, they, they tell him of her. And, and he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left. The fever left her, and she ministered unto them. And we'll, we'll go ahead and read these next verses. And, and at Eden... When the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and then that were possessed with devils. 
and, and all the city was gathered together at the door. This must have been a pretty rough city for all the city to be gathered at the door and with that many diseases and demons running rampant in that place. And so he said, And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew, because they knew him. We'll come back to that later. And in, the mo- and in the morning, rising up great while before the day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for therefore, for therefore came I forth. And, and he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. I want to go back to, to Simon's mother-in-law. It said they told her, they told him of her. They didn't tell her that Jesus was there back in verse, in verse 31. They didn't tell her, hey, Jesus is here and this man can heal you. No, they told her, they told him, they told Jesus of her and her ailment. And we look at a fever and all the miracles that Jesus done, there was 37 recorded through the gospel of different kind of miracles that he performed. But as we read here, there was many others that he healed and many other things that he done. But that was just the highlights of what he recorded. And this is the first one or second one here in Mark. You know, he cast out a devil. This is the first healing that it shows that he done. And so, but he come to her. Now, this woman, we know nothing of her. It never speaks of her name again. But she didn't go because she was sick and then started and then begged God to heal her. She didn't go to Jesus and beg for healing. She didn't constantly worry about when she was going to be healed. Well, how come, how come so-and-so can be healed and I can't? How come it's working for them and it's not for me? There's nothing recorded of that. So, well, I'll read it and look at it, that, that all this that she done, she didn't do anything. She didn't go and, and have to spend seven days at the altar or go dip in a river seven times or anything like that to be healed. She waited, and, and she was just there, and they come out of the synagogue and said, Hey, Jesus, they saw the power that he had right there in the synagogue on the Sabbath and said, My mother-in-law is sick with fever. And so fever, we look at it now as, as not that big a deal. In fact, they don't have the medicines that we do now, so a fever could have been a deathly ill thing that she had. And so he come in and bent down and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left. Immediately. He didn't wait. She didn't, she didn't have to, uh, well, let me go take some more ibuprofen and Tylenol to reduce my fever for it to be down. No, he said she's healed. And, and, and in essence, he took her by the hand. He laid hands on her. He touched her. He picked her up just like the same way he'd done us when we were saved. He reached down and took us by the hand and lifted us up and brought us out of that place we was in. And so it's no different than what he did with her right here. He said he took her by the hand, lifted her up, and immediately the fever left. The next I like, and it said she ministered unto them. She didn't sit there for a while. You know, when we all, and I've been guilty of this, we get sick, we get over, our fever breaks, we still feel a little weak, and then we go out and do something, well, I just feel weak again. I've done too much, I guess. And then we go back home and sit down, don't we? We've heard it, my mom said it. Well, don't get up and stir too much or do too much or you'll feel bad again. And, and so, you know, we, we all do that. And we've all done that in our life. But she got up and immediately because she was healed, because of the miracle that happened in her life, that she was healed immediately and immediately started ministering unto them, started giving back, started doing what she was called to do. 
And, and in that time, the women, they were, they were there fixing meals and, and, and hosting guests and doing different things like that. And so she, she ministered to them immediately. So that meant she was healed. Now, I've never seen anybody that, that has got up out of a wheelchair and started running or threw one through the, you know, out or anything like that. I've seen people healed in their life that, that's come to this church before and, and different things because of their faith. It doesn't say here that this woman had any faith in God whatsoever. That she even knew who Jesus was. She went, and, and I'm sure she knew because there was some time here, I'm sure, it don't say it in Mark, that when Andrew, or I'm sorry, Simon, when he left his fishing job that was making good money back then because that was a, that was a good paying job that he had, when he left that to go follow Jesus, I'm sure she thought he has done lost his mind. Because she didn't know anything about this Jesus. She didn't know that He was the promised one, that He was the one that came to set all men free and to heal all and, 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 to, and to do all. She didn't know any of that. She just knew that she was sick and they told Jesus about her. And so, and so Jesus is there for us in our time of need no matter what. No matter what's broken in our life, no matter what needs to be healed in our life, no matter where we need increase in health in our life, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, family-wise, whatever it is, He knows about it and He's there for us and wants to do it for us. And so He's there for us, ready, reaching, like J.J. said, with His hand down, out, ready to pick us up and bring us out of that mess and to heal the whole situation. Our problem is ourself that gets in the way. And so, because in our day and time, we don't know what the word wait means anymore. We don't know how to wait on the Lord. We don't know how to wait and, and, and let God do His work in His time because we want it now in our time. We want He increase in health this month as we read about it and as we learn about it. We, want, we expect, because in our minds, we expect God to do this for us, and we want that in May I'm going to be just fine. I'm not going to have any more problems, and I'm going to be healthy and wealthy, and, and everything's going to be fine because, you know, in March it was increasing in, in income, increasing wealth. And so we should be richer, right? We should be feeling better. Well, if we're to that point, then the last two months and our faith should have grown to a point to where we don't have anything to worry about, can overcome anything that comes our way. To where God can work through us and use us in a way to where, to where he can, he can, we can say, hey, this is what God done for me. The past two months, my faith has increased to a point where I am increasing in wealth and I am increasing in health. And so it, it runs hand in hand. You cannot increase in health or any area in your life without increasing in faith. And that's not the title that we're going by, but you can't do it. It, it don't work that way. There's no way you, can't, you cannot read the Word of God and then not grow any at all spiritually and in faith. There's, there's, it just don't happen that way. So, but yeah, in our day and time, we, we're, we're, so, we're so apt to want it right now. And then if we don't have it now, then we wonder why it didn't happen yesterday. And we just, we just want everything on this, this time-sensitive basis. And if it don't work, then we said it's not for me. We said that, that it doesn't work, that this whole thing's a fluke, and, and we'll go back. And I was watching, flipping through the TV up in Knoxville when I was there for a week one morning. I'd got up and was getting ready, and I flipped the TV on, and there was an African gentleman on there that, that, uh, and I, that was selling water in a vial, that if you sent him money of this holy water and drank it, then you'd be healed. I said, well, 
And it's supposed to come from this spring in, in Israel or somewhere, but it was mighty clear. It almost, to me, it looked about as clear as that water, that purified water right there. So I didn't, I didn't call in and give them my credit card number or anything or send them any money. But, I mean, it, if people watch that kind of stuff and they see, hey, well, these people's being healed by this. It's right there on TV. It's got to be true. It's got to be real because these people are getting up out of wheelchairs and doing all that. It reminded me, anybody ever seen the movie Leap of Faith with Steve Martin? Y'all know what I'm talking about then? So he's an evangelist and he runs out and he runs around and he got a microphone in his ear right here. And they're telling him, roll forward in the glitter pants right there. She just, she's having problems with her daughter. And he's, you know, he's running through. If you'll believe God, then, then you, you know, just put you believe God, your daughter's going to be blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And does it all through. And this woman in the back, it shows her. And she's just laughing, saying glory, because she's telling him all this stuff that had the people write everything down. But, and people look at that and then come in church. And we talk about healing and talk about the miracles of God and talk about the things God can do in people's life. And they equate it to that kind of stuff and equate it to things that they've seen in church as they've grown up and, and then all of a sudden lose hope and faith in it. They lose hope in, because they've seen that, well, it didn't work for this person. It didn't work for this person. It didn't work for them. To me, if, if somebody is born again and on the way to heaven... Total and ultimate healing is not staying on this earth dealing with everything. Total healing is in heaven with Him and not having to worry about this junk anymore. And so that's total healing in our life. If, if we look at it that way, if, you know, when I go to the nursing home, I pray for them that they'll have health while they're here. I, there's no different in the way we preach. I know I don't, and J.J. either, and Pat the same way, preach over here about faith and healing and, and hope and trust in God just because they're in a nursing home than there is right here in our church. Because they still breathe. They still deal with things every day. They need to hear the Word of God just as real as we hear the Word of God. And so when I walk into the room or they're there at the, in, the, in the service, you know, I still grab their hand and I'll still pray for them and asking God to work in their life, to work total healing in their life. And so it, they may not ever see it here while they're on this earth. But I know that their heart is right with God and they're going to see it one day when they get into heaven. And I'm not saying that we've got to wait to heaven to get healed. But that's total healing in our life. We can't base what we feel each and every day and what we see each and every day on, well, God's not in the healing business anymore. Because we sing about His salvation, we sing about His mercy, we, we talk about the finished work of Christ, and we saw ourselves a New Testament church, and Jesus is all in the New Testament, then the healing's still here. It still happens. And, and so, there's not a one in here that can't say that there's been some type of healing in their life while, since, they've, since they've been a born-of-end believer. There's something that's happened in their life they believe God for, and it come to pass. And it could be small. I, I was, you know, it could be I was, you know, had a huge headache one day and, and, and prayed to God and it went away. That's healing in your life. We expect miracles to be people walking up and just doing all these things, but it doesn't have to be that way for it to be a miracle in our life. If it opens our eyes and, and helps us increase in faith and our walk with God and closer to Him, then, then it doesn't have to be all those things that we, our mind and our society wants to put everything on. It's great when that happens. We need to give glory to God. We need to get up and minister to others because what God's done in our life. 
And so, and so let's not base everything just on this physical realm that we live in. And, you know, we get caught up in a lot of times, you know, whether people's coming to the altar or not to get healed. Brother Wayne comes up there every Sunday morning to get prayed for. But I, do you believe that if you hadn't come up every Sunday morning, you, you would feel as good as you do now? So, I mean, it's, it's not a... The, the Word of God doesn't say this, this is a trial by night kind of thing. Becky said yesterday she bought one of the my pillows. Y'all have seen those, haven't you? Supposed to be the best thing in the world. I don't know. I, I guess. My pillow. And so, I've never had one. I've seen them. Bradley, I see him shaking his head. She said she used it, and she said, did my neck hurt? The worst thing ever. But they said, they told her, said, try it for three weeks. They say, you're supposed to wait three weeks and then try it, and if you don't like it, bring it back. We'll give you a refund. I don't see anywhere in the Word of God where it says to try healing for three weeks, and if not, then just denounce it all and don't worry about it. There's nowhere about it that it says that. Because Jesus didn't quit. He went about doing the things that He was called here to do. And so... As I was reading, I was wondering why in verse 32 it said at the evening, but it was on the Sabbath day, and they want, they come in the evening because it was the Sabbath was officially over. Is why the, all the others come out in the evening. They want, they was too religious to come out when Jesus was actually doing something, so they wanted to come back. And Jesus still healed. And so I like this verse 34, and he said he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. The devils couldn't say a word because they knew who he was. The ones that he was casting out, they knew that he was Jesus because these demons were angels in heaven. And so they had been with Jesus from the beginning before they were cast out. And they said that he told another way. In essence, he told each one of them that he knew that was demon possessed, you shut up and you come out of them. The powerful thing about this is we have that same power living inside of us. That any demon, anything that comes along in our life, that we can tell Satan, hey, hey, I don't have to listen to you. You're a liar. You're a thief. You have nothing for me. I tried to live for you once in my life, and it didn't work, so I'm going to live the other way. And so all these things that you're whispering in my ear, I'm going to tell you to shut up and go on because he knows our name. If we're bought with the blood of Christ, if we're born again on our way to heaven, he knows who we are. And and he's going to try each and every way he can to take and turn and twist everything in our life to where we don't see any good out of it. But we go back to the Word of God, and we look and we read that if Jesus can do this, because He said, these works that I do, greater works so you do also. And so if greater works so we do, then Satan knows who Mark Carroll is. And the, because I've been washing the blood of the Lamb. You know, I've been... I took a... When I was in Knoxville, I took a Category 2 vibration whatever test so I can look at a screen and tell if a motor is vibrating and if a bearing's bad in a motor, pretty much. And so <laughs> there's a little more into it than that, but but they've got a list. I can go on a website right now, and I don't know if I passed the test because my company hadn't paid for it yet, But and they said that your name, we can't release the results of this test, but I'm Category 1, and I can go on that website, Vibration Institute website, and look through Category 1, and there is Mark, Ayer, and Carol right there on the website for everybody to see. Category 1 Specialized. It don't make me any more money right now or anything like that, but it's there. It's there. But I was looking at it the other day, and I said, hey, there's my name. And it's not on Category 2 yet, but I'm, I'm hoping that it will be. So 
But that holds nothing, holds nothing to what the Word of God, that my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because Satan don't care that I'm Category 1 certified. Who cares? Nobody else. Everybody look at me like, whatever. And so he don't care. But what he does care about and what bothers him is that I've given my life totally to Christ. And there's nothing he can do about it. Because as much as he wants to turn and twist things in my life to make make my life miserable and my life horrible and my life bad and my family, these things go on in my family and this and that and strife and envy and all these things, it still don't take away that I'm, that I'm righteous in the sight of God, that I'm clean in the sight of God, that, that whatever's going on in my life, it doesn't matter because Jesus is Lord of my life. And, and so I can go to Him at any point in time. I was doing it last night because, you know, reading this and going through things and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff to put in your head. When you're up here, if, if, you ever got, if you ever had to get ready for a sermon, ready to preach the Word of God and, and to minister to others, there's all kinds of stuff that He's going to put in your head. And, and it's no more, it's nothing different than He does each and every day. It's just all concentrated at that point in time. And so, and so I told him last night, I said, Satan, you're a liar. And, and whatever you're saying to me, whatever you're trying to feed me, it doesn't matter because God sees me as righteous because I know who you are and I know your tricks and your schemes and there's nothing you can do to bring me down. And so, and so we have that same power living inside of us. Have that same thing. And, and we got to realize and remember over in James chapter 5, James chapter 5. And I'm not going to read anything this morning. Bo said I didn't give him enough scriptures because he ain't got 42 different ones to go through like he does most Sunday mornings. I told him if I called him asleep, I'd wake him up because I didn't want him to get bored. But the Word of God is the Word of God. And, and so James chapter 5 and verse 13, it said, Is anyone, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over you, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Not, come, and we've had this, and I've seen this evangelist-wise. I don't believe God uses these hands and that oil. That, that's, I don't even see it up here anymore. Do you even have the oil anymore? I don't see it. Ah, we're, we're not living right. We ain't got the oil up here. But if you need oil... The, the thank you that you're here. We, I think we got some Crisco oil back here in the back we can go get and, and lay on you if that's what it takes. But the laying on the hands and the oil that's used is not anything to where God's, if you don't do that, then you're not healed. It's the faith that goes along with it. Like I said, increasing in faith. If we don't, if we're just looking at who's up here doing the praying and that's the only reason we're coming up here because this person's praying for me, if there's no power of God working through them, then it doesn't matter. You're just up here getting your hands laid on. And so when we increase in faith, then we're going to come in and we're going to see that, that it says in verse 15, the power, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith. And with faith and healing, I said, works hand in hand. And so if the prayer of faith heals the sick, then our faith has got to work in conjunction. When God working through whoever the vessel is, whether it's me or J.J. or, or Bradley or Bo or anybody that's doing the praying we got to have the power of God working through us and with us to where our faith joins together and God's right there in the middle. Because without that, it doesn't mean anything. It means that I've said a few words 
and, and you've said a few words, and you go back to the seat feeling the same way you did, and then the devil works in your mind. See, I told you that stuff ain't right. That ain't, that ain't going to work. It don't work anymore. And, and so coming up here is not the all in all of you getting healed of whatever it is in your life. Whatever it is. What, you know, you coming to church on Sunday mornings is not just automatically going to fix your family. It's not automatically going to fix your marriage. There's work and different things that we've got to do in our own life and increase in our own life in a lot of different areas and take things out to where, to where God can use us and God can work through and, and we can be that vessel that we need to be. And so, let Him call for the elders and pray over you in the name of the Lord, knowing Him with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And he hath committed sins, and they shall be forgiven. And this next one, we don't want to do because we don't want anybody to know what's going on in our life. But the, the Word of God says that we should have somebody that we can be accountable to each and every day. Whether it's a spouse, whether it's a friend. If it's a guy, you need a guy friend. And a woman, you need a woman friend, not, not the other. You don't need... I, I, the, my best friend, my best woman friend is my wife, and that's the way it should be. I shouldn't have another woman that I go tell my problems to because that leads to other problems. And the same thing it, with, with a man and a woman. So it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Confess your faults to one another. And I don't like confessing my faults even though she sees me each and every day. I don't want to confess my faults to her. Not that I'm wrong each and every day. But things in my life that I try to hide, I don't want her to know about. I never could hide smoking. She always knew whenever I smoked. I'd smoke at work and come home. I ain't had one in a while. Chew gum, spray cologne. I've been smoking. I have not. I'm talking about smoking. I can't hide nothing from her. She's got a nose like a deer. All the time. Which is a good thing. She kept me in line for almost 19 years now. So, but, so confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. It's a healing process in confessing our faults to somebody we're accountable to. That's why these small groups we're starting up is such a good thing if we can get in and we can... And not that we go to a small group to confess our faults. and No, but that you have two or three people right there you can be accountable with. And then what you're talking about can stay right there and not be gossip about all over the church and all over the town of Fault. That's what it's about. To have somebody there that you that's going through some of the same thing and that they can come and we can talk and we can pray knowing that this person is going through what I'm going through or has been through some of this that I'm going through and can help me through this and, and knows where to go in the Word of God. Maybe it's, you know... Telling somebody just, just the Scripture and the Word and going there and, and just reading it and praying together. And it says, this next one, we read it a lot here, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent constant prayer of a righteous man, of a righteous person. And I said earlier that we're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, so anybody that's saved is a righteous man. Like J.J. was talking about that, that he took him a while to forgive himself for things that he'd done in the past. That didn't make him no less righteous in the sight of God than, than, it, than it was after he forgave himself. And so we are righteous in the sight of God. And so our prayer means something. Our prayer to God means something. It doesn't just, it, we go to God every day and 
the one great thing about healing is that I didn't receive my healing this morning when I come up for prayer. If that didn't happen. Then I don't have to go to God every day. This is what I believe. I don't have to go to God every day just again begging Him, God, would you please heal me of this? Would you please do this? Would you please do this? Come on, I'm asking you, I'm talking, I'm, I'm begging. No, we, at that point we're thanking God for the healing because that's faith working through our prayer. And so we thank Him for that. God, I thank You that You're working this out of my life. I thank You that, that I'm getting better. That I thank You that I'm going to see the, the effects of this healing in my life. Because that's faith. What is faith? The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so, if we're not seeing it yet, we're still, we still believe in faith that it's going to happen. Whether, I mean, me and Gabby's believing that Peyton comes back to the knowledge of God in his life, that he lives the life that he's supposed to. I mean, he's halfway across the world and we still pray for it. We get aggravated with him, sure. But we still pray that God uses him, that, that he turns and looks to God in his life each and every day. And so, you know, and, and one day we'll see the fruits of that. You know, just as my parents did for, for me in my life, and, and it took me 22, 23 years to actually see it. But I saw it, and then, then, then I see God working in my life and in the girl's life and in my family's life that, that my prayer, our prayers actually work. And so, it says, Elias was, sub, was a man subject to like possessions, passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth in the span of three, month, three years and six months. I don't want that. I don't want it not to rain for that long. Now, I'd like for it to rain, not rain for about three weeks and be fine and just dry up a little bit. But I don't want it to rain like that. But he said he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. So, brethren, if any of you do not hear from the truth and one convert. So, I didn't mean to read those all those. I want to stop at 16. I just got in the habit of reading. Excuse me. But confess our faults one to another so we might be healed. We want increase in health and healing in our life. And we need to, we need to get in the Word of God and we need to spend time with Him each and every day. We need to let our faith grow by that Word. Listen to Word. There's an app on your phone that I, that I use all the time. And it's a free app. You sign up for free. It's a podcast app. And you can get on there and you can look up ministers from, from wherever. You can look up Victor Fellowship Church if you wanted to. And you can listen to sermons while you're sitting there at work, while you're in the car, whatever, on your phone, free of charge. And so there's no reason besides us that we don't listen to more of the Word of God. Because we don't read the more Word of God. Well, I don't have time to read. Well, I've got Bluetooth headphones, and that right there, and, and if I go wherever, gym, running, I do it running sometimes. I'll just have preaching going on in my ear. And, and so I'm getting the Word of God. I may not be looking right at this Bible, but I'm getting the Word of God railed in me. And so... With all the technology we have, we can use it for bad or good, but we need to use it for good more than bad. And so, so if we're afflicted, if, if it says let us pray. And so let's pray this morning that, that God works in our life to where the things that's going on in our family, the things that's going on in our children's life and our, and our husbands and our wives, whatever it is, that God worked with them and through them. And... 
let's not get to the point to where we don't believe any of this works anymore just because we didn't see a change right now. Just because we didn't have, we didn't, we didn't want to wait on God and Him working His time. And so if we keep believing, we keep praying, we keep trusting, we keep hoping in the Lord, then, then it's going to happen. And I know that, that I don't have a, a long, I've, I've not inherited the long-winded preaching from some people. I think it's the 12 years of the nursing home that, that they're not, they don't want a long-winded. We've had a couple over there and they run them off. <laughs> and so they did. That guy had to hear complaints all the time. They're preaching way too long. I can't, I can't do this. If you go to where they're not in the lunchroom by, what, 15 to 11, they are rolling out. They are gone. <laughs> so they'll leave. <laughs> they are not happy. So, but it's not, it's not about, you know, we get caught up, and I thought of this too. I was like, I don't know how long this sermon's going to last. But it's not about the, the length of the sermon. It's about what we get out of the Word of God when we come here. It's about what we put and, and, and put to use of what we've heard. So if we take what we've heard and we put this use in our life each and every day, then I promise that next Sunday when we come in here, then we'll be more prepared and better than what we was this Sunday because of the faith that we put in the Word of God, faith we put in God, and let God use us in a way. And, you know, we can always go back to James while we don't see our healing, when it talks about this tongue and, and the things that we're not seeing in our life is mainly because we're the ones speaking the doubt and unbelief into it. We're the ones doing the things that, that are speaking the, the, the strife and discontent in our home. We're, we're speaking these things. Oh, they're never going to get better. They're never going to do this. And we're the ones speaking those out. And it comes from us. And we're that wall in the way between what God wants to use us as performing a miracle in our life and in our family's life, we're in the way of that because we won't keep our mouth closed. And we won't turn our, turn our talking to the way He wants us to talk. So, y'all stand this morning.